family and friends to this year's 2022 Vineyard Conference. I'm your host and keynote, Drenande Summons. It is a privilege, it is an honor to be serving as the host for this moment of empowerment as we go into this year's first conference season. We are thankful for the empowerment that will be discussed. And my prayer is that listeners are encouraged, that they are motivated to go on in this life, in in their individual legacy, doing the work that they have been authentically appointed to. We pray that the Vineyard Conference provides ministerial operative insight, community outreach empowerment, as well as inspiration. We thank you and we look forward to seeing you. Listen in on the Vineyard Conference 2022. these messages. Giving honor to God who is the head of my life. Thanking Mount Olive Baptist Church for having me here. God bless you, Pastor Ella D. White. It is a privilege to not only serve as parishioner of this church, but also to be a grandchild of Pastor White and also the great-grandchild of the late Reverend Dr. Dorothy Love Pearson. And to many of you who know me from the little shouting John, who was around the church giving God all the praise my little body could give, now I have grown up and become a young man. It is a privilege and an honor to stand before you. I thank God for the co-laborers of this household, the chair and the co-chair. God bless you. To the officials of this household that walk alongside with Pastor White, God bless you and thank you. It is a privilege again to be here, but this is, above all, home. This sermon will also be available on podcast courtesy of Refuge in Mount Olive, which is my inspiration organization. If you are familiar with podcast platforms, it will be available for you to look up. If you're interested in that information, let's discuss it after the service. But let us go into the moment of empowerment with a title and a focal point, serving fruit in the vineyard, serving fruit in the vineyard. Allow us to read from our scripture and if we could stand at this time for the scriptural reading from John, the 15th chapter, and we will be skipping around and I encourage you to really read this in your time of study. It is a very brief chapter to read but it is the 15th chapter we'll be starting at the second verse and it reads and i'll be reading from the new international version and it reads give us one moment we're going to allow these people to come in god bless you 
God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you, Reverend. God bless you, family. Take your time. Take your time. Praise God. Take your time. Praise God. We are going to be reading from John, the 15th chapter, starting at the second verse. And it reads, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Then we will go down to the fifth verse that reads, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then we go to the 16th verse that reads, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give. Then our last verse reads in the 19th, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. End of our scriptural reading. You may be seated in the presence of God. Let us have a moment of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this divine revelation. We thank you for serving fruit in the vineyard, O God, as you use me as the mouthpiece, as the vessel, as the instrument, O God. Bless me to speak truth to power. Bless me to encourage the people of Mount Olive to go forth and serve their fruit in the vineyard accordingly, fervently, and effectively to the word and will according to their being, O God. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this sanctified moment honoring the kingdom, O God. And as we're learning to kingdom build, give us new revelation and new insight, fresh anointing, O God. We thank you, O Lord, in Jesus' blessed name we pray. Amen. Bless God, bless God. So I would like to dissect those four verses that I just read with you very briefly. And the first one we are going to look at is the, is the second verse that reads again, and I'm reading from the New International Version. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. People of Mount Olive, we have been created to create. We have been designed to design. Even our testimony has been designed and ordained for an opportunity to grow and develop and inspire. What we have experienced in this life, what we've gone through in this life, can be used for the kingdom. Even the trauma, even the abuse, even the difficulty, even the things that we went through that we are a little ashamed to confess. God can use those for the betterment of the kingdom. But may we ask 
ourselves this question. What is our service in the vineyard? What are our duties in the vineyard? What are our responsibilities in the vineyard? See, we often get so caught up in we think we, we, we think we know how we want to work in the vineyard, but sometimes we don't even know what the vineyard is. So may we define what the vineyard is. One moment. It means a sphere of action or labor. A sphere of action or labor. A cycle of action or labor. In other words, Mount Olive, I stop by to question you, what are you doing? If you want to serve in the vineyard, then what are you doing in the vineyard? What operation are you doing in the vineyard? What, what, what outpour, what, what works are you doing in order for your labor to show and honor God. And this is the seen and unseen work. Often we get so caught up that we think everybody got to see what we're doing. And hey, look what I'm doing for God over here. And look what I'm doing for God over there. But sometimes it's the unseen work between you and God that will bless you further than what people witness. Because your conviction in the vineyard is your service under salvation. It is also important that we understand that we serve an intelligent God that will sculpt and critique our purpose in the vineyard. It says that he takes away every branch. Help me, Holy Ghost. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. We got to cut it off, Mount Olive. We got to cut off some branches in us that serve no fruit. We're holding on to dead branches that are not serving us any longer and we're sitting there asking God, can you enable this? When God is simply trying to allow it to be cut off. Uh, uh, there are branches in our life that we need to cut. Branches of family dysfunction. Branches of generational curses. Branches of false perception. General branches of Poverty, I want to say that one again. Generation, branches of generational curses. Branches that God allowed for a season, but now has come to a time where they must be cut. They must be cut so we can carry the testimony, so we can carry the message, so we can carry our testament to the cross a little more closer. People of God, allow God to cut the branches of life that no longer serve for the betterment of your life. This is something that a counselor and a therapist, they can help you get to, but they can't do it for you. We have to allow God to do this. This is the season where we conquer in love, wisdom and strong will. This season is unlocking miracles from heaven's way that will overflow our household, but we must be prepared. The Bible reads in John 15, the fifth chapter, I am the vine. I like that. I am, and this is in red. This is in red. All right. This is in red. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, 
you can do nothing. We must remain in God. We must choose salvation daily. We must walk with our heads held high, unashamed, unapologetic of the gospel of Christ Jesus. When you are pressed with the issues of life, remain in him. When the family doesn't want to listen and love each other, I dare you to remain in him. When inflation is all around the nation and gun control is taking the lives of our elders and children, remain in him. When you have to serve in a dark, hateful world, remain in him. We can't do anything if we don't remain in him. You're sitting there, staying up long, Late at night, waking up early in the morning, trying to fight these feelings that God is telling you. If you just trust me, if you just hold on to me, I understand the burdens are great. I understand that these burdens are going to weigh you down and that you may feel like you're drowning right now. But if you just remain in me, stay in my word, you will make it. But you have to trust in me. Uh, it's, it's, it's like if we went to the doctors, it's like if we went to the doctors with a bruise and we go into the examination room and we say, doctor, I need you to examine me, cure me, help me, fix me. But then we go in there trying to tell the doctor how to do the operation. Then we go in there trying to tell the doctor how to do their doctoral degrees and how to handle this procedure and we know nothing about it. It's the same way in this remaining. We have to remain in that doctor's trust in order to be healed. We have to remain in Christ in order to be made whole and full. But if you remain in him, God can make wonders and miracles occur in the blink of an eye. If you remain in him, your career will stand on platforms that will move nations and inspire generations. Your deliverance will be at the end of the finish line. If you remain in my God, family you never thought would come together will seek salvation together. If you do your work remaining in him, the windows of heaven will pour out blessings with your name on it. I hope I'm talking to a Bible-believing church on this Sunday. The Bible reads in the 16th verse, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. We have been set apart, appointed. We've been chosen. May we not run. May we not be fearful. The anointing reigns within us. The Holy Spirit manifests within our being. Therefore, let us embrace our truth, our individual truth, what we've been appointed to. And see, we can't be afraid to ask. We're already in God. We're already remaining in God. It's like in the drive-thru at McDonald's and you're afraid to ask for what you want and you're hungry as I'll get out. 
What are you waiting for? You already have the permission to ask, and it shall be given. Now, now I got some, I got some mature news for the for the for the mature people of God. It may not be given to you the way that you want it. It may not be given to you when you want it. It may not be given to you how the way you want it. But it shall be given. And we need to understand that when we're asking for things, we need to make sure that they are sound with kingdom building work. Everything that we're doing should equivalent to kingdom building work. Even the private things that we don't want to talk about in church, they should equivalent somehow in the kingdom building work. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To my peers, to my, to my, yeah. Even the things we don't want to speak about in these holy sanctuaries, they should equivalent somehow the kingdom building work. And see, when you serve the God that I serve and when you remain in him, God can work things out like that. Wherefore, you don't need to explain things in the societal manner, but you can do what God has appointed you to. As long as you remain in him, you'll be all right. But you got to ask in his name, in Christ's name. Yes, because... You didn't choose this life. This life has chosen you. You need to be reminded of that daily. That you have been appointed and chosen and set apart. We, we have all been appointed to different assignments as well. Yet they collectively equivalent to kingdom building. We cannot compare and contrast our work in the vineyard. We cannot sit there and try to constantly compete with what our partner and neighboring is doing in their vineyard. We can't worry about what God is going to do because God has permitted us to be here at the same time and has allowed the same space for us to exist in order for God to manifest in both of us to do a great thing. And if we are to do a great thing, we have to remain in him and not be insecure. We have to be mindful that when we see others in the vineyard, we are inspired by them and not intimidated by them. We are empowered by them. We are encouraged by them. Learn and honor your responsibilities in the vineyard instead of worrying about everybody else's responsibilities. You're so focused on trying to please the wrong people and you forget your work. And on the other end, you're trying to be the judge, the righteous judge. And you are forgetting to do your work. Because if you're sitting there talking and if you're sitting there so focused on something else, you can't do the work. You, you can't multitask like that. You have to solely do your work in the vineyard this season in order to be blessed in the way God wants you to be blessed in this season. And we have to learn and honor our responsibilities. That word that we, we shy away from. We have to learn our responsibilities in the vineyard. Do our work in the vineyard with perfected love and truth, with integrity. We have the privilege to ask anything of the Father, and it shall be given. So let us do this work well, knowing that whatever we have to go through, it shall be blessed in due season. We must pray fervently, accordingly. We must manifest the desires of our heart through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We have the birthright by being co-heirs of Christ. 
John 15, 15 reads, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. We are for our father's business. We are friends of God. Tell yourself, I am a friend of God. Oh, say it like you mean it. I am, I am a friend of God. All right. God bless you. God bless you. We are friends of God. We are enlightened with divine revelation in order to be impactful kingdom builders. No one, in other words, is ignorant in the vineyard. No one is ignorant in the work that they are supposed to do. You can play ignorant. And I like to tell my grandmother, I said it takes more intelligence to play stupid than it does to play smart. No one is ignorant in the vineyard. Everyone knows their duties and responsibilities. God has revealed it unto us individually, collectively. So sometimes we're seeking the answer in all of the wrong places when God has already revealed it to us in our hearts, in our beings. We don't need to depend on just the pastor. We don't need to depend on the therapist. We don't need to depend on the psycho meds or we don't depend on the weed or we don't need to depend on the alcohol. We don't need to depend on hanging out with friends or Saturday night lights in order to get the revelation that we need to God. We need from God. We are already enlightened with our duties and responsibilities. We already know what needs to be done. That's why we get so perturbed when we see other people doing it wrong. That's why we get so annoyed when we see other people in the vineyard doing the work and we critique them. We're we'll focused on judgment. We aren't even doing the work we've been appointed to do in ourselves. But we are enlightened because we're already friends. We're already co-heirs, people of God. But I would like... For us to not second-guess ourselves and second-guess our worth moving forward. Don't second-guess your duties in the vineyard. You know exactly what you're doing. Let us simply get to work. But before we get to work, I would like to forewarn you, people of God. In John 15, the ninth verse, the 19th verse reads, If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own, as it is. You do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. You weren't meant to fit into this world. If you've been called church boy or church girl all your life, or if you've been called all oh, that shouting person or that praiser, you got a mark on you. And don't run from it because you look like a fool. You've already been chosen and set apart. The world already hates you. What you what you running and hiding for? People look at me like I have all the answers and I say, I'm just trying to get through tomorrow just like you. I'm just praying, asking God to give, to see a change in me and in my life just like you. I've stayed in God. That's what I tell people. I kept God first. That's what I tell people because that's the only answer I can provide to people. We have to be aware that this old world has not been designed to love you. This old world has no love to give. It does not care about your journey. The people of this world will not be for you. Our help will never come from this broken world. 
May we move forward completely depending on our connection to the vine. May we learn to practice remaining in him through all of life's vicissitudes. It is time that we serve the fruit of the spirits in the vineyard. It's time that we serve love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, long-suffering, goodness. Will you serve fruit in the vineyard, Mount Olive? Through it all, will you remain in him? I stop by to encourage the people whose back is pressed against the wall, whose money is low, whose witness loss and dysfunction on every hand. I want to encourage the praying grandmothers, praying for amending in the family, praying for the children to get it right before it's too late. I stop by to speak to the parents trying to hold on to a constant whirlwind of transitions. I want to encourage the young people, the college students, recent graduates, and the confused young adults. I want to talk to the person who's ready to throw it all away and give up. Hold on. Remain in him and serve your fruit in the vineyard with tears flowing down your face. Do your service in the vineyard when folks walk out and they can tell us whether you make it or not. Do your service in the vineyard when you have to stand all by yourself. I dare you to do the service in the vineyard with all Hell has broken loose, and you don't know when your help is coming. I dare you to serve in the vineyard. Will you trust in them? Will you remain in them? Will you do it, Mount Olive? Now is the acceptable time for us to remain in joyful, in hope, in patient, in affliction. Will you do it in all of these problems of life? You got one choice to make, whether to serve God or whether to not serve God. Will you remain in him? I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the problems in this life I've invited to you, but I encourage you on today to do the work in the vineyard. Trust God in the darkness. Trust God when you have to go through dysfunction. Trust God when you're going through problems that you can't articulate and you can't explain to the family and you can't explain to the friends and you can't explain to the therapist. I encourage you to hold on and remain in him. Pray fervently and effectively do what God has called you to do all by yourself even if you have to
it's your time, it's your season for miracles. It's your, it's your anointed power. You've been appointed to it. You have what it takes. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. But you got to remain in the vineyard. Got to remain doing the work. Don't be caught with your work undone. Now is the time we serve our fruit in the vineyard with thanksgiving and praise. Be glad that you are connected to the vine. Be glad you're connected. You don't have to go through the struggles that this world has to go through. Trust in them, church. I'm living in the same world you are. Remain in him. God bless you, my knowledge. May heaven continuously smile upon you. It's been my privilege to speak before you. Thank you. this year's Vineyard Conference 2022. We came from a title and a focal point, serving fruit in the vineyard. We came from the scriptural reading of John the 15th chapter, starting at the second verse, which reads, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be more fruitful. Then the fifth verse reads, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, and you can do nothing. Then we went down to the 16th verse, which reads, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give. Lastly, the 19th reads, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own, as it is. You do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Thank you so much. May heaven smile upon you. We pray that you continue to serve your fruit in the vineyard. We look forward to seeing you here for our upcoming conference. Refuge of Mount Olive is thankful for the podcast community that has grown with our organization. And if you would like to stay connected with us via Instagram, you can follow us at r.o.m.o underscore. If you'd like to subscribe to our YouTube, type in Refuge of Mount Olive. We're also active on Facebook, where you can type in also Refuge of Mount Olive. Thank you so much, and we look forward to staying connected with you.